Welcome to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast, proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. The podcast series has been created to shine a light on the diverse and inspiring careers of Australia's pharmacists. Each episode will focus on the varied career opportunities within the pharmacy industry by exploring the career paths taken by leaders in the fields of community pharmacy, hospital, industry, government and professional organisations. Careers never follow a defined path. Everyone's story is different and unique in their own way. The podcast series will help you discover the world of opportunities that exist and reveal pathways to achieve your dreams and aspirations. Whether you are a pharmacy student, early career pharmacist, or simply looking for a change at any stage of your career, the podcast series is designed to help you navigate ways into a career and a life that you love. Your host of the podcast series is Ali Sue. Ali, herself a pharmacist, is now the founder of Global Pharmacy Entrepreneurs and a passionate advocate for pharmacists to grow, innovate, excel, and make a lasting impact in the world. It's now over to our host, Ali Sue. Welcome to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast. I'm Ali Sue. Today, I'm excited to have the most recent recipient of the PSA ACT Early Career Pharmacist of the Year, Natasha Jovan Oscar, on the show. Natasha is a passionate pharmacist and pharmacy owner working in the ACT and in rural New South Wales. She has been known as the one half of the seeing pharmacist, undertaken postgraduate study in wound care and dermatology. She became a Heart Foundation Health Professional Ambassador, an APRA Oral Examiner, PSA ACT Early Career Pharmacist Working Group Member, and an Intern Preceptor. She is also on the University of Canberra's Course Advisory Group, and most recently was responsible for the involvement of the Capital Chemist Group at the 2023 Annual NAPSA Congress in Canberra. Natasha is passionate about community pharmacy, especially in health services, community health outcomes, and of course, community pharmacy ownership. She advocates for doing what you love and following your passion. In this episode, Natasha shares with us how she transitioned from an intern pharmacist to a pharmacy owner in such a short period of time. If you are a pharmacy student or early career pharmacist, and you want to get into pharmacy ownership, this is the episode for you. Without further ado, let's welcome Natasha. Hey Natasha, welcome to your Pharmacy Career Podcast. I'm very excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very grateful to be part of it. We want to get to know what you've done since university. You went to University of Canberra for (laughs) your pharmacy journey. I graduated at the end of 2015. I've only worked at two places since then, really. Um, and it's at Capital Chemist Waniassa. So I did my internship there and also became a pharmacist there and still remain a pharmacist there now. Almost four years ago, I uh, brought into Capital Chemist Braidwood. So now I split my time between Waniassa and Braidwood, um, which is fantastic because then I get the metro pharmacy in Waniassa because it's in the middle of Canberra, like Canberra. And then I have Braidwood, which is a rural pharmacy because it's an hour outside of Canberra. As of last year, October, I've become an oral board examiner for APRA. ACT, like PSA doesn't really have like an early career pharmacist working group, but I was in that while it was going. Yeah, I just try to get into as much as possible. Well, yeah, you certainly yeah. have been busy. Clear, what made you love working in the pharmacy so much? 
it's interesting, right? Because I am always the ultimate advocate for doing what you love. I never really consciously made the decision to become a pharmacist. That sort of just happened. And as I kept studying, I like enjoyed studying pharmacy more and more. But to me, it's the perfect combination of being social, using clinical skills. I really enjoy health and I really love helping people. And I really love the warm fuzzies that I get seeing somebody progress in their health journey. And, you know, it's always nice when somebody comes back, you've helped me so much. Thank you. I can do this when I couldn't do it before or, I've, you know, this has improved so much. But even without those sorts of things, like just seeing them and seeing they've improved, they don't even have to say anything to you. It makes it all worthwhile. And sure, there's going to be days where you get that person that's going to be cranky and is going to yell at you. You know, you might be having an off day or like, you know, sometimes we're humans and we make mistakes and things like that. They're really hard times to go through. But overall, you're going to have hard times in any job that you do if the overall is positive. And for me, community pharmacy is my passion and I could literally not imagine doing anything else. Then why would I want to do anything else? So yeah, I love community pharmacy. I just love every aspect of it. I love that every day is different. It's mostly about community and the health outcomes for my community and knowing that I can make a difference to other people just from the things that I can share with them. So tell us more about early career pharmacists who want to get into being a managing partner. How did you get mm-hmm. into become a managing partner so quickly? I feel very lucky to have gotten into pharmacy as young as I did. And funnily enough, it was not, never something that I really planned on doing. So I feel like other people, can, if I haven't planned on doing it, then I'm sure other people can get into it if they've not planned on doing it. I was actually asked if I was interested in ownership. And I was asked if I was interested in ownership um, in 2018 by Elise and So like the people who I worked for at the time at Waniasa. Still work for them now. Yeah, at the beginning of 2018, they asked if I would be interested in ownership if it, if the opportunity came up. Me and also my now business partner, Kayla, we were both working at Waniasa, both got taken out to dinner, asked if we were interested, and then we essentially just, like, waited. Um, then an opportunity came up at Braidwood. When that opportunity came up, it was kind of like a didn't expect it to happen this quickly because that opportunity came up at like mid to yeah about mid 2018 so it was a very like sort of like quick progression from being asked if I was interested in it to being hey there's this opportunity so yeah and then the person that we bought the pharmacy from didn't plan on like leaving for a couple of years and so what we did is we worked a little bit in Braidwood as sort of like a do we like it out here? Because it is that hour away from Canberra. So like there is the driving. Um, It's a different sort of vibe to like what we would have been used to because it's a rural pharmacy. Essentially, we did some locuming while one of the pharmacists was away. Loved it. And then at the end of that year, the person who was planning on retiring, she decided that she was going to retire earlier than planned. And the sale went through on the 1st of May, 2019. It was a very quick sort of transition. But if people are interested in ownership, there's definitely ownership opportunities out there. Getting junior partners is becoming a more regular occurrence in community pharmacy land. If you're working for a a pharmacy, make sure that your owners know that it might be something that you're interested in because they might want to nurture you through your pharmacy ownership journey 
or they might want a junior partner like themselves. But I think just being aware of the opportunities and making it known that that's one of the things that you're actually interested in is important because if you don't tell the people around you that that's something that you want to do, they'll just assume that it's not on your radar. It's not in the cards for you that you're just happy to be an employee pharmacist. If you don't say anything, then you miss your opportunities. But when the opportunity arises, be willing to just go in and grab it. Otherwise, you know, that might be the only opportunity that comes. That's true. As a managing partner, as a business owner, or if we want to become Mm -hmm. a business owner, it's important to talk about money, financial education, responsibilities, Mm -hmm. and risk involved. How do you get your financial education? I did business studies back year 10. It didn't help me at all. Elise and Honor were the ones, are you interested in pharmacy ownership? And then when the opportunity came up, they also bought in a small percentage into the same pharmacy that we were buying into. And then they mentored us through all of those financials. So they went through those financials and taught us like what we were looking for, um, how to read them, what means what. Financially, it was a steep learning curve for the first, I would say, three to six months. It was just a struggle, like looking at all of these numbers and trying to wrap your head around like what they all meant. And then there's all these abbreviations and you sort of go cross-eyed the first couple of times looking at everything and being, so if this is this, then that means this if wages are costing this much and this is how much we're making of gross profit then this is how much our wages are costing us out of that and these kpis i guess like so your performance indicators that you want to definitely look at and then you can start learning what all the other things mean as well it does take a while and it's good to have somebody who has been doing it for a while talk you through it and talk you through like what things are more important you know you just get like your profit and loss statement and you're just like there's numbers and this is great And while it's fun to just drop down to the very end and be like, oh, okay, that's fine. It's good to know like where your money is going, where your money's coming from, but also like where it's going. And so having somebody who knows what they're looking at to walk you through it. So Elise would be like, okay, this month it's your turn. What sort of things you get out of like this financial statement? Um, And that was her way of making sure that we actually understood what we'd been taught. If you tell us what's in this report, then that way we all know that we are, we have an understanding about like what we're looking at. I'm like the ultimate fan of a partnership because especially if you have more experienced partners, then they can mentor you through those and explain all of those all of that stuff to you. Definitely very grateful. Now you're the managing partner. Now HR is part of your responsibility. Yes. How do you select your pharmacist or future managing partners to join business with you? Last year was the first year that we had an intern at Braidwood, but we've had many an intern at Waniasa over my years there. So I've now been at Waniasa since 2015. I was a pharmacy student, but it's yeah, like eight years that I've been at the pharmacy until after I had bought the pharmacy and I understood what sort of things, what sort of skills would be required for um, business ownership because some people are really good at business stuff um, and other people aren't. And that's fine. Like everybody has different skills. And, you know, if it's something that, and it's something that can be built as well. But if I identify that some people think in a particular way, like if they're conscious of like things that like you wouldn't normally think would be relevant. So if like, you know, they think, oh, it's not worth, 
the time it takes to do this because that way we're losing money, then sometimes I like start keeping a closer eye on them because they've already pointed out something that like I've already thought about. If they show any business or financial intuition, I guess is what I'll call it, then I'm more likely to pay a little bit more closer attention to that person to see what other things they sort of pick up or and then usually if it's a consistent sort of thing that they do. Now I ask most early career pharmacists or like interns that we've had when, as they get closer to their to the end of their internship. I'm not necessarily offering them a, an opportunity or anything like that, but it's just interesting to like, hey, are you interested in owning a pharmacy one day or is that like not on the cards for you? And some people like, so my most recent intern was like, it's not on the cards for me. She was a hundred percent. I don't want to own a pharmacy. It sounds like it's going to be too much work. Um, She's like, I'm happy just being a pharmacist. Like there's so many other things that I like want to do, want to try. And being a pharmacy owner is going to prevent me from doing those things. And that's completely fine. She's already acknowledged that that's something that she doesn't want to do. And that's great because then she knows that there's other things that she does want to try out. But, you know, occasionally you might get like someone who's like, yeah, you know what? Like maybe it would be like good. And then you just have that living in the back of your head just in case like there, you know, that you find an opportunity and think, oh, that might be a really good opportunity for that person. And that's why I think it's so important that if you're interested in pharmacy ownership, you let the people around you know, because they're the ones that are probably going to find out about those opportunities more than you are. If you plant that seed, then they've probably got it in their head somewhere. And how people get along, I mean, obviously you can't get along with like everybody. And like I said, HR is the hardest part. But if you're pretty good at getting along with like most people, then your ability to manage staff and things like that increases because you can't make everybody happy all the time. You can develop like a good enough relationship so that they can come to you with their problems. It's good to watch out for just those sort of traits. The reason why a lot of pharmacists feeling that they don't want to get into ownership is because they've seen owners work long hours, day in, day out, super stressed and feeling Mm -hmm. so much pressure from the financial side of things. You're giving out a completely different vibe. What is the defining point? Is it because the group that you're with, the mentorship you have? Tell us more about that. That's a a really good question. Um, Like, because I definitely, like, I definitely get stressed. And there's definitely parts, like I said, every job is going to have its moments. And that goes for business ownership too. Like, you know, there's going to be times where you feel like you're not performing as well or, you know, this month didn't do as well as like last month. And so that can be a bit disheartening, but I love being a pharmacist, but I also really love being a business owner. And I love the ability that I have to be able to make changes in the pharmacy that I know are going to help improve it. And then being able to watch like the pharmacy grow, which has been fantastic. We moved the pharmacy from one location to another at the end in the middle of COVID at the end of um, 2021 because when we decided on the spot the building was kind of falling apart that we decided to move into and like our shop fitters were like are you sure like this seems like it's a mistake we're still on like the main thoroughfare through to town it was like just like this one street that is like where like literally everything else is and we've moved down and around the corner And there were so many people that were like, are you sure this is a good idea? Like one, your building looks like it's going to fall over. Two, you're not going to be in like the middle of town anymore. 
are you sure this is a good idea? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fine. It's bigger. It's going to suit our needs better. Like, it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be good. But, like, there's still, like, that bit of, like, doubt in the back of your mind that, like, what if everybody else is right? What if it's not? But it's worked out great. Being able to make those decisions and then them actually work out for you is just, it's stressful. But at the end of the day, like, it was probably one of the best decisions we made. So I think sticking to your guns, trying to decide what you want your business to be. So like I said, Capital Chemist is like service-based and that suits me perfectly. I don't compete with discounters. I don't price match. Some discounters that do discounting very well and I can't compete with that. So there's no point in me trying to compete with that. Finding what can be the difference for your pharmacy and like really playing into that is the best way to make sure that financially you'll be okay long-term um, because people will value the thing that sets you apart. But I guess like I just really enjoy being a pharmacy owner. I love the staff that I have. I love the communities that I work in. Um, they just make it really easy. There's stress, you know, there's always going to be stress with all the things that change um, and, you know, like then there's like, things that happen um and you know like there's like things and then you worry about like how particular decisions that are like that are outside of your control will impact like your bottom line um but I think if you get too caught up in that then like you're just you're gonna miss all the other opportunities that are out there um so yes I always have those things in the back of my mind but they're not the things that I like to dwell on like all the time they're there so that I'm like acknowledge them I'm aware of them but you've just got to keep moving because otherwise if you just are stressed and live in the fear of like what if this happens then you just stay still and it will happen so what's the last advice you would like to leave our audience be honest with the people around you find like if you want to try something and like you're not sure if it's gonna like work out so like say you're a community pharmacist at the moment and you're like I kind of want to dabble in GP pharmacy and see if I enjoy that right talk to the people that employ you and if they see if it's something that like you can work out like be like "Mm, maybe I want to go try GP pharmacy just one day a week is it cool if I work four days a week instead of five have those people there like know what you're doing be honest with them because there's nothing worse than dishonesty but if that's something that interests you and you think that you might enjoy it go out and go for it do what you love be honest with those around you and hopefully it all works out i'm sure it will thank you for listening to this episode of the your pharmacy career podcast proudly brought to you by ravens recruitment australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency If you enjoyed this episode and know anyone else who you think would benefit from it, we would be grateful if you could share it with them. Together, we help even more pharmacists develop a career and life they love. If you have any questions or suggestions about future podcast episodes, please reach out to us via email, info at ravensrecruitment.com.au.